Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ender. Hello. Sam Quattro. Hello. And Beatrice Murad. Hello. Uh, today we're talking about the entirety of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power Season 2, which dropped on Netflix today, this morning. All seven episodes of the season will be reacting to it, giving our overall takes on the entirety of the season. We're going to be starting with a spoiler-free section, giving overall thoughts, a quick spoiler-free section, then moving into spoilers for the entire season. So stop listening when I say spoilers for the entire season if you have not checked it out yet. But uh, yes, very excited to be getting into this uh, new uh, She-Ra season drop. We'll be having full coverage of all of She-Ra season two at, at the Overly Animated podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com, our iTunes, OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or our YouTube is YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated, where you're actually going to be giving episode by episode breakdowns in chunks of one or two, um, starting this weekend, getting right into episodes one and two, then three and four, then we'll be going uh, individual through the rest, seems like. So uh, a lot of She-Ra talk coming uh up here on the overly animated podcast subscribe to not miss any of it um but yeah we're gonna we're gonna get straight into things here in a spoiler free section so very broad overall thoughts on the season all seven episodes we've seen them michelle what are your overall reactions here okay question one um is, is this all of season two or is this okay just that's the first a good half? that's on my that's outline so okay yeah, that's, yeah. Let's, let's clarify this so I had not seen this explicitly stated by Noel or anyone else in interviews, but this is the first half of season two. Um, okay. Now, Netflix is going to call the second half probably season three because they're the worst. Um, if you watched Voltron, you're used to this. Uh, basically, they started splitting Voltron seasons up into chunks of six and seven and called them individual seasons. That's what's going on here. So if you're like, this was short, that's because it's the first half of season two. We'll be getting the next six episodes, the rest of the season, probably in three months is is what is how this generally works. So yeah, I would say factor that in when you're watching. This isn't really the whole season. Okay, good to know. Having learned that, um, I was so happy the entire time watching this chunk. I feel like... The the best way I would summarize this is like they took everything that I really enjoyed about season one and just amplified it. Like there was like even more fluid action sequences, like even more like legitimate gay stuff and like so much character development from like literally everyone except for like maybe Natasa and Spinarella, but like literally everyone else. Do they, they appear? Mom. Well, they're like there, but they don't like say, okay. but like, I, I bet it'll happen the second half of the season. So I'm like, not even worried about them. I, I was so happy. Like I, I really enjoyed the cliffhanger. It drove me crazy. Cause like I wanted more like immediately, which is what a good cliffhanger should do. And I love that, like, we're, we're still getting plot, but like, the show seems to like kind of sprinkle it in every couple episodes in a way that feels pretty organic as they just like go on these adventures every episode to different places. I really, really, really like it. I feel like all these episodes were really tight, like, no me. Andrew, like everything had a, a specific reason for being there and it was really funny a lot of really good gags voice acting so good i really like this show a lot i think this is one of like my top five shows of the year for sure it's so good the season's so good it's not top five shows show of the year already for michelle that's how good these oh, episodes yeah. were okay that's good 
Um, the good, good, good. Uh, Michelle's high on the show. Good stuff. Sam, uh, are you also high on this season of Shiro? I am. I really liked it. Dare I say, I liked it more than season one. Mm. Uh, so yeah. so let, let me explain that. So sort of in the way that Avatar The Last Airbender, like you look back on the first like 10, 12, 13, whatever episodes, you're like, oh, this is all right. But they're kind of getting to getting you to where you need, need to go narratively. Like they're kind of building up the world, building up the narrative. And that's what I feel about Shira season one. They're kind of building up the characters when you like, hey, this is Entrapta, this is Frost, da, 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 da. but I didn't really feel super connected to anybody. But come this season, I feel like they had such good character episodes. Like I really got to know people like Scorpia. That was such a plus. I love her so much. Uh, I got to know Kashra yeah. better. I got to know Shadow Weaver better. I got to know Frost better, Glimmer better, Bow better. I got to know everybody so much better. And I thought that was so amazing. And you know, it doesn't have to be all action, action, action all the time, which I think and appreciated that the season did very well. Like we had time to rest and kind of just like chill out. There were there was one episode in the middle there that I think kind of really called to that where they're all just kind of sitting around doing whatever. And we'll talk about that later. But I thought it was a great improvement to the first season and building on what it had built up. And I cannot wait for more episodes. I, I'll let go Michelle sentiment. I think. This is one of the best shows of the year thus far. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow, applause early on in the podcast. That's good. That's, that's a good sign. Uh, okay, Beatrice, are you uh, are you with them on uh, Shira season two? If you had asked me after I had watched <laughs> the first two episodes, I would have been saying absolutely not. But then the rest happened, and I was like, "All right, yeah, it's great." It's awesome. Not that the first two were were poor or anything. It's just, I don't know. I, I think it, it started off a little rough, a little slow, kind of boring, kind of we've already kind of tread this stuff. I felt like they were just like, okay, we got to check these boxes so that we can like move on with the plot. Um, and then, but I agree. It, it had great character moments. We had, it, it just kind of all flowed. And it, maybe not necessarily like, major things happen in terms of like the the war that's happening maybe not or if they were big developments that were happening they were very much in the background um and weren't really super stressed on it was just very it it relied a lot on character interactions and character moments which is always great um and i really enjoyed it uh i can't say i i feel like i can't rank the show in terms of other shows just yet just simply because I can't say like I, we still it's half of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's still we it feel it very much feels like half. Um, like where it drops off, it felt like a mid season finale. Kind of not even it didn't really feel like a finale. It just kind of felt like all right now on to the next episode. But there wasn't an episode. If I feel like they could have maybe it was because they didn't know at the time. Maybe now for later like these later batches they'll like know that they'll have to no, i i think probably the, the whole show has been written i think probably they're they were not aware of divisions yeah. when writing the show yeah right so i just think i think like this is just gonna be like how yeah. i feel like this it's just gonna have to it's just gonna be a criticism that's just gonna continue for these first batch of season episodes um where it didn't it just kind of ended but 
I feel like it wasn't like a definitive end that I'm like, okay, I'm ready for like a hiatus or I can survive a hiatus. I'm like, okay. Um, so it's a feel, it feels a little weird, but, um, but yeah, I really love what I saw. I just, it, I'm, I, I'm in a weird position where I'm like, <laughs> I like what I see, but like, I don't f- get closure of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I, any I, kind like, and like, even like the cliffhanger and I'm like, I, it's fine if you have like one cliffhanger, but it's like. I don't know. I, I still feel, I feel like, in kind of similar to like Dragon Prince where it's like, I just kind of feel like it lulled a little bit where it's like, I don't know. It just kind of was like, okay, this is, all right, this happened and it's great. I love it, but what? Okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. my, that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. I, Dragon Prince at least is meant to be, the season was meant to be the season. Like, uh, right. Right. The, so the, that's the, a more harsher criticism than I th- this. I think this you can legitimately post. criticize that show. This, you know, that's not, this isn't, uh, the, the crew's fault because Netflix and DreamWorks just decide to, to cut the season off. This is like maybe the most I've ever felt the half season mark on any of these shows. I agree. It really feels like half the season. Um, a lot of things are like introduced and then not expanded upon. Um, but like, that's, that's, that's not the fault of the show. So I do think it's like yeah. really hard to evaluate. Um, like, I think if you're going to say, is this for me, is this better than season one from the seven episodes we've seen? I'd say no. Cause it's, you know, yeah. it's half, it's half of a thing. But if I'm going to compare this to the first seven episodes of season one, like first seven versus first seven, I think it's, oh, an imp- I think it's an improvement. So I think like, that's, what's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things this season does, uh, Really, and you know, it, it's not really a season you call it a season, and we'll call it next season, season three, if Netflix calls it that, just because you know we have to all be on the same page on what we're talking about. But um, I think there's a lot of things this this season does really uh, interestingly and really well. Uh, I think Scorpia is fantastic character this season, maybe the highlight of the season. Her and some uh, potential relationship stuff with Katra. Um, Katra, she jumped Suffered. out for everyone in season I one. Know. But for me, this was the the season when Catra finally shined for me. And really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I can I can see that because she has so much more responsibility now, which is a whole other side to her wanting to be in charge. Yeah, like to me, Catra. Everyone else is is a little bit at least a continuation on what they were. In. Yeah, this is new territory for Catra, kind of all around, and it's really exciting. Um, I think the last three episodes of the season are really good. Um, I think the first four for me were a little, you know, a little season one, mid early season one ish, but, uh, it still had no bad episodes. Everything was, was really good. So another, I think great, uh, season, half season of Shira here and very excited to get to the next part. Um, yes, let's, we vaguely alluded to stuff, but let's get into full spoilers now for the entire season of Shira season two episodes one to seven, make sure you've seen everything and then come back and listen to the next, next part. Um, okay, so uh, let's, let's go, give me, give me one thing, I think, from the season, I tend to do this on these Netflix ones, that jump out to you from, uh, from all seven episodes, what was your favorite thing, episode, character, arc, anything like that, Michelle, uh, what, what's jumping out to you? <laughs> like, we don't have to start with Scorpia, but she was very strong this half of the season and I, I remember seeing Beatrice like in our speculation pod like oh is Entrapta going to be a huge plot point yeah. is Scorpio going to be kind of more in the background it ended up being the opposite they got through the Entrapta stuff right off the break and then Scorpio was actually the, like the person that they kept building up like the whole like she was like she had so many one on one conversations with Katra which makes me so happy because I remember saying like that's what they need if like this is if I'm gonna take this as a potential relationship seriously. Yeah. Um. And I, it's such a pleasant surprise. Like I really like I agree. Like 
with the rest of you, like, I do feel like, like, I liked her before, but now, like, I really feel for her, and I really want her to succeed with Katra and just in general. She's such a cool person, and I love that, like, she's, she's given a fair amount of, you know, we, we can identify a lot with her, even though she's, like, technically a villain, because she's also, like, a queer butch lady, and it's, it's good that she's not just, like, purely evil. I think that's, like, really, really, really important, so that makes me very happy. But also, Bo was really good this season, too, and he was definitely another standout, for sure. Okay, that's interesting. We'll get in. Any, any particular thing about Bo that jumps out to you from the season? I mean, well, they're, they're giving him this whole kind of, like, techie angle, which I did not see coming, and I think that's been actually, like, super helpful for the best friend squad. Like, he, he's been helping out a lot more, and getting some of his backstory in the very late half of the season was super nice, and I'm sure we'll talk about that and, and the revelations of his fam, even though we kind of already knew that. Um... I mean, I think he's, it's just like he, he's been a consistently really strong force and slightly more so than maybe the first season. Like Glimmer's always been a standout, but I feel like Bo has been more of a standout this time around than he was potentially the first season. So that's why it jumps out more now. Nice. Yeah, we, we introduced the Bo uh, techie angle in like one episode last season, but they really uh, get into it a lot more this season, I think. So I, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, then th- that is nice to see. Um, of course, we'll get into Bo's dads. Yes, uh, Sam. What? What? what is, I know you're also big on Scorpia. Is that? Is yeah. that also what's jumping out to you this season? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> what? Uh, yes. Say other things. I'm. It's a touch on Scorpia. Um, I love her, and I can. I can like feel the one to one to her very strongly. Like I see her, and I'm like, oh, that me. So that that's mm-hmm. what I'll say about Scorpia at this point in time. Um, can I say something that jumped out at me that I didn't like? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Swiftwind. I don't like him. Swiftwind is very, <laughs> Swiftwind's very mean, polarizing. He literally appears and then disappears. Like, he's gone yeah. for the for the latter half of the season. I know, but, like, the first, what, three episodes, he was just, like, yeah. there. And I'm, yeah. like, especially episode two, I was like, oh, buddy. Like, he's like the Mr. Peanut Butter of BoJack Horseman of the show, mm-hmm. where I'm sure he'll grow on me, but at this time, <laughs> he's very... Uh, aggravating, and his uh, general demeanor is not welcome to my. Oh, ear it's because he's because he's so peppy. That's why. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not. Look at that though, because Scorpio's like, like happy. You know, she's yeah. It's so. different because he's a unicorn. I don't know, but um, like not to just like bash on Swiftwind, but he was definitely a weak point for me to touch on a strong point in terms of another character, at least in, again, the first like handful of episodes, I say Frosta, you know, she really got like, especially in episode one, she got her moment to shine, uh, being sort of the, the kid sidekick <laughs> to glimmer and just irritating her the entire episode. But then, you know, it turns out Frosta doesn't really have any friends and she's just trying to be one of the gang. And I think it's really cute. And I think that's, that's valuable uh to show just you know friendship you know power friendship that's that's very important that is that is basically the show yeah um, so i i'm pretty sure that somebody at some point says it probably yeah. <laughs> either scorpio or catra says something about the power of friendship not being enough to save you or whatever yeah okay that checks out yeah yeah i, I really like for us to do we'll get into her in the season a little bit uh beatrice what, what about you what's standing out from the season all right three things 
One, we've covered Scorpia. I disagree, Michelle. I don't think yeah. I'm not rooting for Scorpia and Ketra. Not because oh. of Katradora. I've jumped that ship. Whoa. It's because Ketra does not deserve Scorpia. She yeah. doesn't. She does not deserve her. Well, Scorpia deserves that's the, the world. Right? She okay. The world. Scorpia deserves the world. I, I guess if I, Katra makes her happy, okay, but like she deserves better. Number two. I 100% agree. All right, all right. Glad, glad we're in the same page. Number two is just the entirety of the D&D episode. Like, that to me, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I mean, that just, all of that, that's like hits all the points for me of like, of of everything that I like, changing animation style, uh, self, like referential humor. Like, I just, and like nods to things. I just, it's everything. It's perfect. I love that episode. Um, and number three, this is, Hot take alert. I think this is going to be something that is underappreciated, but I adore. I love. And I, when I say love, it's like I would like if if I had the mental capacity, because I don't. Um, I'm too tired for it. But if I had the mental capacity, I would write like fluff fix <laughs> of just the entire entirety of Hordak and, and Trapta's relationship. Yes! And not really yes! just like a romance. It could be romance. It doesn't have to be. It's just that. Like, you know how, like, on Twitter, there are people who've been drawing, like, their tropes of, like, oh, this is, like, the shit that makes me weak. And it's just these, like, very, but that's it. It's, like, the one who's, like, very angry and thinks they're smarter and better than everyone. And then the one who's super chill and they're actually the genius and get things done and don't know what boundaries are. Like, and that was it. And, and I just, I adored it. It was there. I was not expecting it. And now I'm, like. Hordak, like I, I like the mohawk. Where I'm like, I dig it. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just like, look. Mm-hmm. I said this in the speculation pod. I was like, maybe that's Noelle's plan. She's gonna make us love Hordak by the end of all this. I am a hundred percent sure now, and I'm in. I'm in. I think Entrapped and him are great friends, bros. More, who knows? I don't know how old he is, so I'm like not gonna go there yet. Just yet. He's pretty old. So that's <laughs> but so- at. at I mean, he's a, he's a skeleton, so it's like maybe they don't go by our rules of age. Like, who knows? I don't. Point is, I'm just so down for this relationship in whatever capacity it may be, because that was that was a gem, and I didn't expect it to be such a gem. Uh, what if we kissed really in the portal point. we built to access other dimensions? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh my um, god. No. <laughs> Chapter. Let me show you the stars. Like, let me sh- take you to oh new galaxies, god. and not only that, but it's like, let me show you just how powerful your sp- your brain can be. Like, uh-huh. I will give you a galaxy brain for you to take. <laughs> let, me, like, let me take you to a your planet. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect this from BTS. <laughs> Me neither. That's why I was like, I'm saying class. I was like, this is probably the only time I'll get to talk about it, so I must go in full on. Okay, I think I'm we covered you. it. I didn't expect them to be a tag team. Like, that was the last oh, thing great. I imagined out of this season that we'd get. But it is, like, one of the most pleasant surprises I mean, I don't know about the ship thing. Like, we'll like, see. Again, again oh, I don't know but, about the ship thing either. I still don't know I, yet, because... Yeah. No, but at the moment, like, they're just, I hate these, the word, the relationship, because usually people take that as, like, romantic connotation. But no, I genuinely mean just strictly, their relationship, their interactions are so lovely. I'm like, this could just be so hilarious. I want an entire episode just dedicated to Entrapped up proving Hordak wrong, and then Hordak just, like, have to gruffly, like, accept it and be like, okay, you're, you can stay. (laughs) I 
do you think like part of what makes the the, the dynamic so believable is like that is how entrapped always been like she's always kind of like social things are not her forte she just says what she wants and is in kind of her own world the whole time and does not respect anyone's privacy and doing that with Hordak works so well because she she's so brilliant like he can't like turn her away he like figures out pretty quick he pretty much needs her to build everything for him because he sucks at doing it alone (laughs) it's so her being able to say whatever she wants is like it hilariously works here and that's so magical it makes Hordak like way more interesting too yeah and not only that but like and trapped as someone who never takes things personally. She's like, mm-hmm. someone could blow up in her face and she's just like, I like she she can't, she won't take it personally. And sometimes I'm like, dude, you gotta like, you gotta defend yourself. You're like, no, you're right. But like she is so like zen and the well, lot zen because she's entrapped it. She's always a little like a lot. She's a but any, anyway, but she's always like turned on to eleven. But it's like with Wardak, he could be like literally like he could just blow up and she's just like she'll just keep going like she'll be like all right i'm leaving and then he's like wow she was right and then she goes of course i'm right and shows up next to him that was just it's brilliant i love what they do with entrapta and yeah i just i love that dynamic yeah, she's like not afraid of him at all like when he, yeah. he creeps up on her and she's working i think she's like, uh excuse me like yeah. you're in move like she's not afraid at all and it's hilarious and it's something that's really cool it's that like you know in the beginning when it first started happening I was actually really nervous for her I was like oh god which just shows that even though he hasn't been on the show a lot they did build him up like in terms of like being menacing and then she just like cuts that out she's like no you're not menacing and suddenly I'm like yeah he's not menacing in a weird way humanizes him just a bit where now he's not this kind of evil like Evil, vi- like he's still evil, but he's not just like a villain that we're just being told to fear. I'm like, oh, now I can kind of, now I see you actually, like, now I can actually, like, if I wanted to write fic about you, I could now because I get who you are now. <laughs> okay, well, well. Send, send Beatrice and Michelle your fic of these. Yeah, <laughs> that's the conclusion. Me too. I'm glad. Okay, well, look, that, that was our discussion on that. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I- I had to. I knew. I knew that would be it. That's so. it. Well, look. I was gonna. I was gonna say that Hordak did stand out for me from this season because uh, he was not not a thing in season one at all. Like the most underdeveloped character, and I think there's some intriguing threads left with him, specifically in episode three, um, for this character. So uh, Hordak, you know, jumping out at me in addition to, of course, Scorpia, Scorpia and Catra's relationship. Um, <sighs> yeah, oh. I think the the lack of Catradora jumps out. Uh, that's something yeah. we're going to talk about. Uh, but mm. yeah, it's it's probably probably some some other characters and stuff is obviously like the, the Bose dads at the ends. Oh, Shadow Weaver was uh, much yeah. better this season as well. She had a whole episode. Uh, yes. Yeah, dedicates yes. her. I was story. surprised by that. It was great. Yeah, well, well let's get into that. Okay, so um, th- there you go. <laughs> There's whatever what jumps out to everyone about this season. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we've talked we've talked in depth about clearly the primary relationship this season, which is Hordak and Entrapta. So now yes. let's move on to <laughs> primary. <laughs> clearly, on to another relationship that's presented. That I would you'd think, okay, the show is Catchador. That was emphasized by season one. Season two, more Catchador. That's the backbone of the show. No, Scorpion Catra is kind of the foundation yeah, of season yeah. Two. Um, yeah, Sam. I, what were you? Is this what you were feeling after season one? And uh, how how did you think it was presented this season? All right, look, I've been on record multiple times saying that I personally believe 
that Scorpia is going to go to the good side, and then her bond, her soul bond with Catra is going to whisk Catra away over to the good side as well. Um, that being well, said, uh, I don't know, Scorpia, Scorpia's feelings for Catra are obviously very unrequited here. <laughs> That's mostly because um, Catra and Adora have blinders on for each other, and it's very obvious that that's how it is. Because, uh, you know, Adora never shuts up about Catra, and Catra never shuts up about Adora. And Scorpia and, um, God, what's the pirate's name? I'm sorry, everybody. Seahawk. Seahawk. I, I was about Seahawk. to say Scorpion. Seahawk. They have, like, a <laughs> little heart-to-heart about, like, their relationship problems in episode five. And I thought that was so cute. Like, you know, they're talking it out, and at the end of that episode, Scorpia gives a blanket to Catra. And she just wants to love Catra, even though Catra doesn't really love her back. And it's very sad. And, you know, it gets my heart sad, but at the same time, that's the sort of thing that I personally thrive on. <laughs> that sort of uh, unrequited, they're not going to ever get together sort of thing. And hopefully Scorpia will realize that Catra is really just manipulating her and treating her really bad and she'll move on. Uh, and at that point, of course, Catra will be like, oh, wait, Scorpia, no, I actually like you. <laughs> but that's not going to happen because that's just not what the show is. But I'm I'm here for the ride that we're on right now. Yes. You know, I don't think it would be interesting if they were just like, you know, making out in the corridors. I think it's interesting that you have especially a bigger, more butch woman sort of, you know, having affection and love for somebody, which isn't really anything we get to see in media, especially animation. So that's definitely mm-hmm. a point to it for me personally. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Hopefully it, it'll probably go to another less happy, heartwarming, whatever direction towards the second half of the season, I'd bet. Uh, that's probably when I think that Scorpio would like you know, kind of realize, oh, Catra is not treating me well, and <sighs> buzz off. But you know, while, while we can while we can dream, we can always just look up fanfic about it. <laughs> yes, you can always just. Uh, I think I think Scorpio is aware of most of what you said uh, as presented this season. I think Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpia comments on, uh, you know, Catra and Adora's love and like a great line from, from yeah. the season. Yeah, I think that's really that, good. That's true. But the thing is, like, does she really feel it in her heart that that's the truth? Or is she just hanging on to the very false hope that Catra will learn to love her as well? I don't know. Definitely hanging on to hope. And I mean. Go ahead. Uh, I, I just say, so like, I, I, I have so many issues with Catador, you know, but this season really, I, I did not honestly, like as much as I love Scorpia, I didn't really think, what is their ship named? Scorpia and Catra? I don't know. I call it. I don't even know. Catra. Which I thought was funny. No, no. Well, I, like, I honestly, like, I, you know, I, I didn't think they were ever like had any potential because it felt so one sided in season one. And the thing that really shocked me about this season is like, I honestly like kind of believe that maybe it could actually happen for them. Like, yeah. you know, seasons. And the thing is, like, season. So it's not season. Um, episode five, season two. When when Scorpia comes to realization, like, all right, like you guys, like you you Adora, have so much history with Catra, and that scares me because like I'll never have that. But like your relationship with her is done, though. Like that yeah. is the past, and what I can do 
is like decide that I'm always gonna be there for her, and I have faith that like one day she's gonna realize what she had all along was me, and it's gonna work out. And I do think like in that moment when she breaks the old one's tech and she's like carrying them out, and Catcher like gives her that look and kind of like yeah. sees her in this different light as like this confident, serious person. That that's why she's like, oh, like all right. You can have some blanket and she like actually thanks her for helping her. I feel like it's it's things like that that are gonna get Catra's attention. And Scorpia's already proven in that moment that she can get that attention. It's gonna take some time because she is like her instinct is just to be very generous and to be very kind and to coax Catra out of her shell and to like track her down and make her talk about her feelings by force. But I think if she can if she can learn to trust her own instincts and just kind of show this serious, confident side of her, they probably can work things out. And, like, I never thought that that was, like, a thing the show wanted to explore. But now I'm, like, really hopeful that they could be Endgame because I think that actually might be way better than Catadora for a lot of reasons. So, like, I honestly think there is hope. But like, I'm here to tell you, I think there's legitimate hope. It's from what we've seen in the show so far. Yeah, the thing the thing that stands out to me in terms of hope for them is uh, at the end of episode five, uh, Catra gives Scorpia this look after um, yeah. Scorpia like carries her <laughs> out. She's like, uh, "This is this is for your this is for your own good, a oh, wildcat," and um, just like uh, breaks the disc and grabs her and runs. And then there's this like really dramatic look that that Catra gives her, and I feel like in that moment she's like, "Wow, this person actually really cares about me." Has there been anyone Aww. in my life that's done this I'm before? Yeah, and that and Sam, like we gotta remember because I I think a lot about this because like, I obviously want the best for Scorpia and like when I was saying before like oh like I ship it like I do agree with Beatrice too like I I want whatever's best for Scorpia but I also like want to give her the the freedom to do what she wants even if she makes mistakes and that might like be really sad in a shipping way if it doesn't work out but from Catra's perspective she has literally only had one friend her whole yeah. life. And that friend was also her biggest insecurity, and she was pitted against that friend her whole life from her, like, evil mom figure. And we'll talk about that later, because that's the whole thing this season. So, like, think about it. Like, how the heck can you expect Catcher to open up to somebody else? Like, look at what happened with the door. That was her only friend. And it's the biggest, like blow up in her whole relationship ever. So it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of time for her to trust anyone else again. And that's not personal for Scorpia. That's just like what happens when you only have one friend and the drama gets that big when you become frenemies. So I think it's just it's gonna take time for reasonable reasons, but I don't think you should lose hope. I think yeah. like I think there's definitely potential between them for yeah. sure. No, yeah, I I think Catra needs to grow is what I'm saying. Like at yeah. the moment, Scorpia doesn't des- like she doesn't deserve Scorpia at the moment. Mm-hmm. But like if she grows and we see that growth from her, which I'm 130 percent sure we're gonna get, then then by then I'll warm up. To, I'll warm up. I'll be happier with that. But at the moment, from what we've seen, I'm like Catra. Like I get it. I understand why you're being the way you are. 
but also like Scorpia deserves better at the moment if that if this is the dynamic at the moment. Yeah. Um it's Scorpia's like her support system and she's I gonna like she's gonna like help her like feel better like about she herself. Wrapped herself wrapped her in a blanket, it's like this is the safe space. So you can open up, this is the safe space. Finally, and like yells it like she doesn't even like calm down, she just yells it out. And it's just uh it just they're also that that relationship is just so interesting and i don't know if we've ever had seen seen something quite like it before um and i mean i i I loved it i i love how open openly like scorpia is about it i love how and like when she is basically trying to ask catra out it's the most adorable Mm. thing and i'm like girl Mm. i'm with you like oh you sweet sweet scorpion queen um (laughs) But <laughs> Wildcat and Scorpion Queen. Yeah. I love that she has a nickname for her. Like, yeah. oh my yeah. god. Dylan's just sitting over here like, uh, whatever. But, no, I love that too. <laughs> it's I so will, good. I will say, like, the lack of Catradora, it made me really realize kind of I just it was it, at one point it was even cold, I felt. Like there was just it was just such an emphasis last last season. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that, we'll get to them, I think. Oh, I, I didn't know yeah. if we were if we were okay. Well, no, yeah, well, there's more to say. No, that would have been a good transition, but we have more to say. I want to run through. I want to run through all the Scorpion Catcher moments from the right. season. But yeah, okay, no, I appreciate the it. offer for the. But uh, but first, I want to say that I think Scorpion Catcher would be like ideal for each other, like for the reason you said, if they end up together. If Catra likes Scorpia. Like, I think that's a, like, you know, Scorpia is great, yeah. like, emotionally and stuff for Catra, but, you know, you can't force love like that. You know, Catra has to yeah. actually have feelings for Scorpia, too. And I don't, like, I think Catra realized Scorpia, like, genuinely cares about her and starting to realize that and starting to appreciate that. I'm not, you know, not the thing I'm not convinced is if she, like, uh, that's, that's turns into romantic feelings at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have like uh, everything underlined on my notes for all these uh, Scorpio Catra moments. It's like that's the shocking thing is how much there There's was so many. this season with this, con- especially considering Adora and Catra interact once in one episode this season. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> not, it, like, I'm not like trying to be me, but I think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it's just the division of the season. They're going to interact yeah. for the second half, but uh, like they do, yeah. they have one interaction. Uh, you know, I was, I, I thought, okay, if 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 we're not doing a Catrador season, maybe we do a Glimador season. Glimmer and Adora, and Glimmer and Adora do have some cute background they moments, have, but there's yeah, nothing. There's really nothing. But there's nothing that is to the extent of Scorpia and Catra, and uh, it's kind of crazy how much the show is digging into them. Uh, albeit. Uh, there's code words like best Scorpia says best friends not you know she also literally says like she we're says soulmate yeah by the strings of fate yes, or something yes. like, that, there's one line that is pretty like what does it mean but there's Obviously. a lot of best friends things which I'll, I'll get to that later in the podcast I have uh, thoughts about that but um so I will yeah. say there's also like a cute moment between um Scorpio and Lonnie which is really there, cute. There is, yeah. Lonnie oh, blushes at Scorpio. Yeah, yeah, and Scorpio goes like defends her in front of for like defends her from Ketra. Like Ketra like like snaps at her like in the and I think in the yeah. last episode, third second to last episode, and then she's like, Lonnie wasn't trying like be nicer. Like she wasn't trying to you know. So that's also a, a thing to keep in mind. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's run through these moments. So episode three, Scorpio calls uh, Ketra beautiful, beautiful and brilliant. Um, mm. Then we get to episode yep. four, which is the start of it. And uh, Scorpio has this whole thing of wanting to give a gift to Catra that says, uh, we are soulmates. And says, my, with the introduction yeah. of my wildcat, this nickname oh. for her. Oh. And then she reels at Kyle. Those 
My Wildcat's not subtle. Soulmate's not subtle either. Right. Well, I mean, Wildcat is, you know, it's a nickname, but Soulmate, I agree. That's the one line that is real. But it, otherwise, there's a lot of best friends, though, I will say. But, you know, I mean, that that there could be legitimate reason to say that, you know, because if you're someone who's, like, not trying to admit your feelings to someone or like show that you're close without making it real you know there, there's some validity to that i guess um yeah but, dylan you're my soulmate oh thank you sam just a lot of people who date like they are best friends like they start off as really close no friends. yeah it's, yeah, a, it's a good true. foundation yeah, for, it can be for both. yeah uh the episode five is the huge episode for them um <laughs> yeah this the scene of uh scorpia trying to ask catra out i think is one of the highlights of the season she wants um, to do like a board game. That's sure. so romantic. It's I want to so play a board cute. game. At the end, she's saying like, "We can go bowling." Oh, it's kind of hard for me to pull a claws, but like, <laughs> you know, we can do it. Oh man, I love her. Yeah, uh, she can just like hold them between like between her two claws and just like roll it yeah, down the aisle. Like it's she possible. Can do it. It's fine. Or she can yeah. like she can have it placed just right and then like smack it. Okay. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the, maybe that's a future episode. Um, that would be a great episode. We have, we have the scene of uh, Scorpia and Drunkadora uh, in, like, <laughs> in, the clo- in the closet, right? Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, right. that was I thought, funny. I thought that was so cute. Yeah, so it's uh, a- a- ex-best friends. That's an, uh, the, the Scorpia says she's babysitting Catra's ex-best friend, right? So um, that, 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 that to me is the most explicit use of best friend being a code word um, yeah. like, for girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. oh, really? my lo- because, like, Catra and Adora weren't girlfriends, though. Right. That, that so is it's true. like, have, me, I'm like, I bought like that Adora was her like best friend. Like I bought that. Yeah, it it so does me, also like, make sense on the surface. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you can read it both ways. I think probably intended. But yeah, it is true that they, they were only just best friends. But she says um, uh, she's like drunk Adora knows Catra's favorite number. Um, and uh, she's uh, Scorpio says you grew up together. I can't compete with that. Um, but you two, even when you're trying to kill each other, you can tell there's a real bond there. I just wish you would see me as being worth her time, too. Mm. And that, okay, here's the other thing. So we know, oh, God, what's his name? Seahawk. Seahawk. I was going to call him Hawk. Come on, that's not right. Seahawk. They're, they're comparing the relationship. Seahawk is talking about Mermista, who we know he is romantically attracted to. If they are comparing notes yes, yes. on people they're interested in, like that's another very clear indication that she likes her more than a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it's 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 obviously very clear that Scorpio has romantic feelings. I would really just love it if the show would say it, but anyway, more on that later. Um but it, you know, there's there's probably censorship and stuff reasons. Uh so yeah, the, the speaking of that, the Scorpia and Seahawk, yes. I'm very insulted um that you all keep forgetting Seahawk's name as a Seahawk stan. I don't know if I've He was in that. one episode this season. I don't know if I've gotten to voice that opinion on the podcast. Seahawk is the best. He was in one parentheses one episode this season, that is true. Um but that is as many episodes as Katra and Adora interact. Therefore, Seahawk is as important as Catrador to the show. Um, they're, they're, yeah, they, they have this. They're bonding over their unrequited love, yeah, and uh, it's, it's really fantastic. I think. But um, I think it's also really like I think it shows like that there's a chance maybe for Scorpio because they're paralleling them with a couple that's like ha- that I have. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen if it hasn't already. I mean, she did take him to the prom, um, so I'm just like you know, Scorpio. Like I, I'm just saying, there's. Like I wouldn't, I like yeah, it's unrequited, but there's hope. 
There's hope. Yeah, I yeah. feel. Okay, feel we'll get yeah. back to that in a second. But yeah, and then later in the episode, the, it seems to be that caring about someone is the greatest adventure of them all. Says Seahawk in a fantastic line, and uh, the yeah, then the, this uh, scene of uh, Scorpio knocking. Uh, Sorry, Wildcat, this is for your own good, and breaks the disc and, like, grabs Catra and runs yeah. out. And then this look, and then they're uh, they're cuddling at the end under, yeah. under a blanket. Yeah. And yeah. that was the episode oh. that, that that Noelle tweeted about. That was the that was the emoji episode. Um, oh, that was the, that was the, oh, yeah, the emojis, emojis were all from big, the one episode? And all that. I'm pretty sure that was oh, the emoji episode. And then the yeah, end, this, this was it, the it, episode it, with the most happening. I think it makes sense. And, um, you know, it ends with, with the rainbow flag, so. And what well, there the you go. Is? That's just Okay, I think I just realized something. Yes. Oh, so this is tangentially related because it's about the episode. So I think the thing with Catra actually, so she, I think the reason she like it, it's like saw Scorpio in a different light at the end was maybe just because like she's so used to being able to tell Scorpio what to do and having Scorpio blindly follow her, but seeing Scorpio like do her own thing, like that was part of like her, her being like, oh, like okay. So I think, like, maybe that's what needs to change. Not just, like, being serious, but actually just, like, you know, making her own decisions and not just being a blind follower. Maybe that's something that would attract Catra's attention. Mm, Catra that's wants in uh, future. Scorpia to be yeah. assertive. Her own yeah. person and to make her own choices. Maybe, but I think that's it's... That's pretty hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know what else is pretty hot? Someone showing that they actually care so much about you. That's the sexiest thing of all. You know, <laughs> like Catra, like, I mean, Catra's never really had that. That's like, why it's so, so shocking. That's why that look, yeah. it's like, uh, oh my God, like you're willing to like, we have Adora, we have all the stuff. I like, she's, I feel like Catra's someone who's willing to die for any mission. And then here you have, um, here you have Scorpia being like, I'm good. Because at that point, mo- at that point, they didn't know that, that Entrapta had, had the, the, the first tech, the first person, the first person tech. Um, so yeah, so then she's like, no, like, like I, this person is like ruining the mission to save me. And that's like the first time I don't think, I think that's the first time someone's ever placed her first. And I think that's, that really hit Ketra. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the follow up ones, there's a Scorpia trying to comfort Ketra in episode six. Um, and then in episode seven, this, uh, wrapping her up in a blanket scene and then yeah, she spots her, her like a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- that's, a, that's a lot of things. This is like the primary relationship this season. Um, y- you, you guys have given reasons to be optimistic for them. I, despite the lack of catcher this season, definitely still think that is the end game of the show. So I don't know if I'm as optimistic, all, but, uh, certainly this, uh, you know, it's hard not to root for the two of them here. Scorpion and Catra. Oh, those crazy kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to wonder if the show like even if Catchador is endgame the show could still explore this in the meantime um you have oh, to totally. wonder if they're doing that direction because there can be a throuple that, that too but uh it's oh, <laughs> yeah uh yeah but I, it because i wouldn't have said so before but there's just so much focus on them in these seven episodes on scorpion catcher so i think definitely continuing to look out for that um okay yeah now we can get into the lack of Catchadora because um an hour later <laughs> I mean, it's less, much less important. They have the, they have their one scene we in episode five. We got the two most with... important ships out of the way. Hordak. <laughs> Hordak and Entrapta. Scorpia and Catra. Well, wait, Dylan, they have that fake out in episode one. They have the fake, yeah, they have the fake oh, yeah. interaction in episode one. But no, they do have an interaction with uh, 
uh, Adora says, hey, Catra, to her in the video screen in episode uh. five, which is pretty good. And then episode five, they have this uh, Catra, like, lifts the sword handle under her chin, like we saw in the trailer and uh, before infecting her. So classic uh, Catradora brutal scene, I think, but uh, it has the uh, the tension uh, in addition to the the drama with it. Um, but there, they are still the discussion, like, uh, of, of things, like, Scorpia talks about them, uh, Catra is, uh, I think notes this about Glimmer in episode two, which I thought was notable, which I thought was, you know, like, relevant to Catra Doris, she says, um, you, you think she's not gonna leave you behind two sparkles, she says about Glimmer, um, and then you and Adora are perfect for each other, she says to Glimmer, so, um, that's, like, Glimmadora moment, but also I feel like a Catradora moment in, uh, in Gl- Catra thinking of Adora and she has moved on with Glimmer in her eyes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of Glimmer, there's uh, episode three, I think is the most notable. This is, this is my ship. So I've, I, I documented mm-hmm. all the, the, the background things on our discord. Uh, but in, in episode three, there are a lot of clinging to each other. Glimmer. Yeah, Glimmer it's, so and Adora. Great. it's really good. Yeah. I was kind of expecting a little more from, from Glimmer and Adora this, the, these episodes, but um, there, there's still time. I think, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, there's still time. Clearly less convinced that they're going to actually explore this as a relationship versus Scorpion Catra, considering the huge disparity in screen time that the two relationships got. Um, yeah. But th- th- these are these are my, I- I'm sure. Yeah, the Glimmer and Adora is my uh, Katang and uh, Taka is, is the Scorpion Catra. But that's how I feel about that. They, they work together. It's great. That's Dylan. I was just thinking that. Really? <laughs> that, Taka, <laughs> that Taka and Scorpion Catra are the same thing. I think I think it's a good comparison. Yeah, talk. It is. <laughs> okay. I'm insulted by that. I think Scorpio Catcher has way more potential than that. Wow. Ship okay. Ever did. T- no, Taka was the <laughs> ship of Avatar. <laughs> no, not on that. It was the ship. What is Zutara? Yes. Zutara is clearly right. the Catchador. I mean, wait, I don't know who's Ta. What? Uh, what is Taka? Ta- like it's Taka Ta- and Saka. Top. It's Top. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Taka has. I, I, yeah. Okay. Too. It's the best ship. It, it's a good ship. I have, I have another Avatar comparison to make later on, so we'll get to that. Um. But yeah. What? What? So interesting. What we're doing with Catch. I, I feel like in a lot of respects, one of my big reactions to this season, these seven episodes, is that it felt very different from season one in terms of what we we're exploring. The main thing is that Catradora was not the focus, but yeah. also the plot is kind of dropped after like the first episode, uh, and we just do completely different things, um, yeah. which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. But it's like, what happened to the Princesses Alliance? What happened to like the the woods freezing over and then unfreezing? Like that wasn't you know what happened to Entrapta's uh, robots, uh, Emily's little sister. Like you know, it's 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 it, it, it's it's the reason is it's half a season, so this stuff will probably come back in the second half, but. Um, it's it, eventually we get into like kind of this one-off territory in the last three episodes and it's, it feels like a different show. Um, but yeah, I think I, I don't, I think some people probably going to react negatively to Catradora not being fully present here. Um, I guess that's fair if that was your main attachment to the show before. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if that's your main attachment to the show, considering it is kind of the heart of the show. Um, but what I would say is that it's still present and felt their dynamic, even if they aren't together on screen throughout these episodes. Yeah, wow. a lot of a lot of Adora is like especially in like in the D and D thing. It was like 
All Adora could think about was Ketra. Yeah, surrounded by those Ketras. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's all she could think about. And then it's like, she wasn't even there. I wanted someone to be like, and she's not even here. But yeah. like, no one said it. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I really like that. I also like, um, speaking of that episode, Glimmer, uh, at least viewing Catra in a <laughs> positive light uh, appearance-wise. Oh, yeah. with, <laughs> with her evil, yeah. rich lady way. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. cowboy bebop sexy. Yes! I kind of also like love, uh, all, yeah, yeah. Kind of also love Glimmer and Catra. As they, they they interacted a few times. Honestly, they had so more good. shipping moments this season than Catra Dora. Yeah, Catra Dora. <laughs> well, obviously, did. also like Adora and uh, Glimmer too. I think they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Glimmer and Adora like were in a, they they always just have background material. It's unfortunate they really have. What would that what? be in terms of Avatar ships? Like high. No. What in was, terms of only appearing <laughs> in the background. What, what yeah. was Sokka and Azula's ship name? It'll be like that. Okay. No, what? Glimadora? Oh, okay. No, they have no, way no more. not Glimadora. No, no, no. <laughs> Glimmer and Catra. Oh, Glimmer and yeah, Catra. yeah. That, that mm-hmm. makes more sense. I was like, for a second. But. Okay, okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, well, I think a lot to look forward to with with Catcher. I, 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 I'm still on the Catchador's Endgame bad bandwagon. I don't even particularly ship it. That's just my read of the show. Yeah, you, same. Do, yeah, do, do, Michelle, just, do you agree with that? I don't know anymore. Like, I, it's up to the show at this point. Like, I'm willing to believe whatever has reasonable evidence. And I mean, I just, I just, I can't see a future yet where Adora and Katra are going to be happy fighting on the same side. Uh, so that leaves Scorpion and Katra. And I'm invested enough in Scorpio to want what's best for her. And Katra's the only person I've seen her really interact with positively for the majority of it. So I, I, I would be happy if that could happen. Plus it would be a nice diversion of our expectations, which is always fun. But, I mean, I honestly don't know anymore. I, I thought this was going to be a purely Catadora kind of show. But, I mean, season two came. And I'm not sure of anything anymore. Not sure of anything anymore. I yeah. mean, look, Adora, the only person that's actually, like, been, like, Adora hasn't shown much interest. Like, I don't I don't know if, like, what she feels for Ketra at the moment is romantic. Like, she's obsessed with Yeah, it's her. more just obsession. It's obsession. Yeah. Like, she's, like, she's in my head, like, all this stuff. But she, I don't see it as romantic at the moment. Maybe, like, like from what we've seen, because of the, there was this absence. Maybe in the, if they had gone a different, if it, if it, they had kept up with, like, the Catradora, then maybe I would agree that, oh, yeah, it's totally going to be endgame. But I don't know anymore. I don't know. And the fact is, it's because I don't even know if, like, Adora's going to have romance in this show. Maybe she will, maybe she won't. But like at the moment, she hasn't shown any interest in anyone. I don't think. Yeah, I, th- I th- I'm definitely of the opinion that Catra and Adora have romantic feelings for each other. They just don't know it. Like mm. uh, they, they just aren't like thinking of it that Here. way. I think Ka- Adora's obsession with Catra is because of her romantic feelings for her. Um, it's just like that. She's that's not something that's manifesting in her mind. Um, which I think is like what most people think the show is going for but i think it's fair to question that given the focus on uh scorpia and and catra this season um but yeah i don't know i'm, I'm fully expecting us to get back to that but uh, i was it was interesting um this changing up the ships here makes things interesting <laughs> well what's gonna be end game yeah uh, 
I want to forecasting Catra. I think I want to get into Catra's arc this season because I think it's related to that. I feel like this. I expected season two to be. This is one of the most interesting things about this season. I expect season two to be the Catra is evil season. My 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 projection of Catra was season one. She like grows to be evil. She like I mean she's on the bad side, but she turns into the villain. Season two is she is the villain. Season three is like she starts to turn good, and season four is ultimately she ends up being good. We didn't do that. Catra is out as the villain at the end of the season, probably. And this is just to the halfway mark. But so like this was like very unexpected. I thought Catra would be the main villain this entire season, but she's like falls out of favor with Hordak and is potentially like being killed at the end of the, the episode. Um I, I'm not sure what we're doing now with her. Is this the beginning of Catra's like redemption arc? Like her falling out of favor with no Hordak? Way. No way. Not not this soon. Not. Because, well, what are we doing then? No, because look, look. If she didn't hate Adora, like, and this doesn't cancel out any potential romantic feelings, people. But if she didn't hate Adora before, she hates her now. Or the moment she finds out that Shadow Weaver left for Adora, like she's gonna hate. Her. <laughs> yeah, like they, because oh, like no. game, whatever is between them, they both like Shadow Weaver was like their mother figure. Like she sees Shadow Weaver as her mother figure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if Adora will see Shadow Weaver as a mother figure anymore. But like hundred percent, that's what was being portrayed. That's like that is the thing. Her quote unquote mom left her for the preferential sister. And from we see from that flashback, Shadow Weaver's always cared about Adora. Adora has been Shadow Weaver's number one. So she's like manipulated Catra, and that might be on Shadow Weaver, but Catra's 100% gonna blame Adora. I don't think we've seen Catra go as evil as she wants to be. We're gonna really see it in this next batch. I, I think it's reasonable to think that Catra might not fall for Shadow Weaver's manipulation again, given that she, like, fully betrayed her in episode six. Like, I don't know, like, yeah, she goes to to Adora, but, like, is Catra gonna care anymore? I mean, it's hard to get past that abuse, right? But she is realizes that she was using her in episode six in, I think, the best episode of Catra in the show, um, and the one that really made me feel for her for the most in a significant way for the first time in this uh, Shadow Weaver backstory episode. Um, you know, Shadow Weaver, you know, petting the hair that's close to Catra's face uh, and uh, explaining why she was basically abused her as, as a kid. And, and Catra is like falling for it. And then she realizes Shadow Weaver is using her and it's, it's really heartbreaking. I mentioned this also just because I feel like it's a big highlight of the season as well. And we're talking about Catra's arc here. Um, you know, how, how's she gonna react? How does this affect her view of Adora, which has been so manipulated by Shadow Weaver and, and the abuse that she suffered? And how does this view Shadow Weaver anymore? Because, uh, yeah, Shadow Weaver is going to Adora or doing whatever. I mean, it's not like they're going to be teaming up. I don't know what's going on there, but, um, I think, I think how, I, I think Catcher's in a really interesting place here after, after the events of the end of the season. Right. I think it could honestly go either way, Dylan, right? Like she she could figure out finally to like let go of her desperately wanting some kind of positive relationship with Shadow Weaver slash like caring what Shadow Weaver thinks and wanting her approval. She could let go of that and focus on herself and, and grow and do better. Or this could send her into a de- downward spiral, like Beatrice is saying, where that's just like the last kick in the face to make her like angrier and and more desperate than ever before. And thus like even more resentful of Adora, if she finds out, like, I honestly think it could 
go either way because this is like a very she's losing what she was so proud of right like she lost favor with Hordak what does she have now like she's got Scorpia for sure but does she have like minions is she allowed in the horde still even if she escapes like where will she go right so she could take all that energy and invest it in like having a Zuko alone time or she could like put all that into like trying to kill Adora like, I honestly think, like, either is possible, depending on how this fallout ends up affecting her. Or both could be possible. We could be, she tries times. to kill Adora, yeah. and then that doesn't work. She breaks down the yeah. alone moment. Yeah, I, I think, I think mm-hmm. my theory is, I think, I think Hordak might be sending her to the island that he was <gasps> yeah. sent to. Yeah, island. Beast island. That's Sam's excited. Beast so, island. Um, she's going to really be alone. Yeah. Um, one of our, um, friends on Discord, uh, Nova Sudro, she brought up that she thinks that Hordak, uh, sent Katra to be silent and that that's where Katra's people are, like, all the other cat people. All and I was like, cat damn, people. that would be so cool. Like, Presumably then- there's oh. other cat people, yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think, I think that, I think that might be what ha- what's happening, that would be really interesting. Um, I think that would be very fun and nice. That would be really interesting. But then okay. again, I would like sort of like a Zuko alone, sort of, you know, just catch a... I think she could have a Zuko alone at the island while also meeting, like, ancestors. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, think, other cat people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think uh, regardless of where we're forecasting Catra, um, I think a point I want to make is uh, I, th- I thought Catra was a good character in season one. I think most people, was she was like the highlight of the show, and I'm, I think those people were right. Personally, I just had a hard time connecting with her because she was not very sympathetic to me. I know some other people did as well, but the majority of people love Catra, and I think that's that's uh, correct and great. Um, yes. But I, you know, per- personally had trouble connecting with her, but I think this season was much better with this because you do really feel for her in episode six with what she's put through by Shadow Weaver and also the end of episode five and uh, finally at least somewhat accepting Scorpia's, uh, um, you know, sympathy towards her. Uh, I think by the end of the season, breaking Catcher down from the position is a really good way to um, handle this character, at least for my view of her, because she was kind of always like in power and getting her way once she got past a certain point in season one. You know, of course, initially she wasn't, but, um, you know, breaking her down like this, I think, is uh, p- for at least for me doing wonders for her character. Um, and I'm very excited for yeah. what we're doing next with her. I would even necessarily it's breaking her down it's just stripping her of the things she thought were important right and leaving mm-hmm. her with just herself and now she's gonna have to figure out what to do with that and it's very new territory because she's only had one goal really up until this point and that goal's no longer an option yeah definitely and you know like what if score if if she if uh catcher is abandoned by the horde like what yeah what does she do she knows nothing else she's no other motivations i don't know it's that's going to be really interesting um i think she would maybe go to maybe she goes to adora if she if there, she's on beast island the rest of season two would she go to adora in season three i like there's some interesting possibilities is scorpio going to try to break her out of oh that's probably like that that has to happen right if we're doing yeah just sent yeah. to beast island we have to scorpio tries to get her yeah because they've set that up so much this season yeah um, and then scorpio defects and then they're alone together Yes, yeah, that that would cause. I think this would go cause to Scorpio Beast to Island. Go. Scorpio would go to Beast Island to get her to get yeah. Catra back, and then Scorpio would be like, "I'm leaving the Horde now after what they did to you." And Catra would be like, "What? I don't understand." Right? So, like, how would? You... Okay, I think that's what's happening. It's not worth it if it's not with you, Wildcat. <laughs> yeah. Well, so like, yeah, 
You know, it'd be really heartbreaking for Scorpia if Ketra expected uh, Adora to be the one to come get her. And it was Scorpia who shows up. And it's like, Scorpia's like, I came all this way. And she's like, but where is Adora? That'd be really sad. Wow. I actually don't even know. Like, I know, I know, but maybe I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ketra expected that or hoped She, like, has, that. like, a, a dream or a fantasy about that happening. Right. And then, like, from the mist of the dream comes Scorpion instead of the Yeah. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that happening. I mean, That's it'd so be dramatic. horrible, but I could see it happen. Man, we should uh, write some fanfic. <laughs> this is good. This is good yeah. fic. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for whatever we're doing with Catra. Maybe even the most excited thing I'm looking for in the second half of the season, which is a big turnaround for me on the character. Um, I want to talk, talk about the, the queer rep this season, um, any representation we had, because we, we see, the main thing is we see Bo's dads at uh, in episode seven here, and... Uh, this was something we knew because Bo's voice actor spoiled it a while ago, but uh, we, we <laughs> knew Bo's dads were coming at. They were, uh, I think everyone is agrees uh, that I've seen so far in reactions, they were fantastic. Uh, yes, so lovely. Did did uh, Bo's voice actor voice one of the dads or no? I wondered I that, that too! Because Mavericks are so similar. Yeah, because if he did, I'm very impressed he could go that low. And like for such a, a good chunk of dialogue, because he went pretty, because he has a, a his like he went a few like an octave lower, and I was like that's very impressive. But if not, the actor who does voice him did really good at studying Bose's voice and like mimicking, <laughs> not mimicking, but like you know, be like it makes sense. That I was like wow, that's that's really good. Okay, well we'll look. Yeah, I'm up. sure they have the same voice director working with him. Yeah. Whatever happened, like you have to have all the mannerisms. Yeah, were there, were there any? <laughs> yes, were there any other? Yeah, other than loving the the characters, uh, were there any other big reactions to seeing Bo's dads in the episode? I just was so surprised short- by how. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the the shorter dad has like the mustache and heart that's similar to like the classic Bo design, which I thought was a nice touch. Maybe he is the classic Bo. Maybe he is. Maybe that's his secret. I also love they named their son Bo and then they expected him not to get in the military. Like, his name is Bo. Of course he's going to pick up Archer. <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah, well, that's, you know, all the names are stupid, but <laughs> this is true. Wow. They can only work with what they got from the original show. Oh, P.S. Uh, on, in the D&D point which i'm sure that we'll get into on that podcast but bo's vision of the battle was the old uh shira designs yeah uh, yes, the, 80s, all the, so. old, the old designs kind of merged with that yeah yeah it, fun, it really fun fact anyway so original bo's mustache on him uh bo's parents um uh, okay so i don't want to be the one to say it but it felt kind of lopsided that you know, we can have gay dads, but we can't have, like, Scorpia, Catra, etc. be like, oh, I want to be in love and kiss this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I I don't, I, yeah, I saw it um, as also a parent thing. Like, yeah. we, we can have gay parents, but we can't have our, our main character. Which, of course, I'm sure that's no fall of the crews, because, like, we know yeah. that they're good. It's, like, I'm not trying to pick on them. I'm more, like, trying to think about, like, societally and, like, networky. Yeah. Kind of way, which, like, I guess, you know, gay parents is more hashtag acceptable. It is, it, yeah, it is on these shows more acceptable. Yeah, like, like you can pick out what shows nowadays, like, there's, there's a ton of shows that have gay parents, which, you know, that's that's good and great and wonderful. And, you know, that's 
definitely a point for representation. But on the other hand, it kind of... Uh, what's the word? I don't know. It kind of doesn't feel as great to be like, oh, yeah, you know, your parents can be gay, but you can't be gay. Like, if you relate to Scorpio or whatever, like, oh, you just want to be really good friends with somebody. You don't want to be, like, in love with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. That's a really good point. I hadn't even considered that, but there does seem to be, like, from that angle, it seems like a very, like, you know, those teenagers are all hormonal, and it's this, like, fear of the gay sex that we're really afraid of and having parents it's like parents are inherently sterile like nobody wants to think about their parents being sexually active so it's a lot more family friendly than you know two rapscallion teens being in love because you know what teens do that's a that i i could totally see that being the reason and that's really that's a dumb way to think about television and to think about romance frankly but like maybe that legit is why. Yeah, I mean, you, which is you, unfortunate. His, historically, in animation representation, you have uh, like gay parents. I think in like Loud House Clarence stuff like that. But you know, you don't have. Yeah, uh, it's like those, those those that was like those are the more the groundbreaking things in these shows rather than seeing the the younger people. Um, yeah, it, it's it is a little pretty annoying to me that. We can explicitly show Bo's dads. And this is, by the way, the fault of censorship and not the crew. Obviously, yeah. the crew would love to have everyone yeah, be totally. gay. It's, yeah, definitely. DreamWorks, probably primarily, in addition to maybe Netflix, maybe, you know, just the general, uh, the general, uh, you know, industry uh, wide views. And it's a it's a big endemic problem. Um, but uh, it is it is still one of the even just with Bo's dads and also, of course, Natasha and Spinarella, who were pretty clearly presented as a couple it is still one of the more representation heavy shows even if you're just counting those two so it is like still pretty big yeah um yeah yeah, i i think another thing they're very cute they're very affectionate yeah like they like and like yeah we don't get like a kiss or anything but i was so so like was not I, it's one thing for for people to be like oh like it's my like they're my dads and it's like okay that i felt like that could have been as far as they went and like yeah they you could you can make the argument like yeah they're like it's it's parents so they're sterile but they were very affectionate with each other uh, you know like they kissed each other's hands which to me is more intimate it was just so intimate i'm like oh god like that's like you know that's like my parents don't do that you know <laughs> so <laughs> like to me to see that i'm like oh wow um so I just I'm just saying like I mean yeah but maybe it's just me trying to look at the positive but to see these two these two parents these two dads who are like who just who had 13 kids and who like literally were like heartbroken that they couldn't be like that they weren't that they were trying to be supportive and weren't and they were so affectionate with each other and it's like you know and the whole like not like even though like like Bo's storyline with his relationship with his parents, not being able to be his true self. That is a very queer theme. Yeah. Yes. Like, I was thinking I that too. too. Like it's so, so it is yeah, like well, yeah. on so, top of having the the parents, but we also have this story that's also very like, it's just, I don't know. Like, yes, I agree. Like, I mean, I agree. It's like, why can't we be so overt with, with, uh, with Scorpia and her just being like, I want to like, kiss you Katra let me kiss you but also like she's I feel like it. it is very it's been very overt I think and it's like I think there was just the one line of her being like my bestie but that was she was telling wasn't she saying it to someone else and she couldn't have been like no, the she, love she, of says, my- she says best friend a lot but there there is the soulmate thing she, which we talked about she mixes about. it up 
Yeah. Um, and getting to the the Bo, yeah, Bo basically has a coming out thing to his parents uh, thematically, uh, but not <laughs> yes, literally. Yes. <laughs> Dad, I'm dads. I'm also gay. <laughs> like well, right. Well, well. Know. So like, I've been I've long been a proponent of the fan theory that Bo is trans, and yeah. I am convinced at this point that that is what the show is doing but they're unable to show that so that this was basically Bo coming out as trans to his dads mm. and um kind of annoyed me that we couldn't actually get that uh actually not a lot annoyed me um but it, it is still it is still at least queer thematically which is which is good um, you should write an essay about that Dylan uh the the, the, the this the, what the, the overall topic or Bo being yeah, yeah the the parallels between um s- scholar scholarlyship and uh the soldierness <laughs> yeah yeah in terms well, of the, the, the trans identity yeah well yeah in terms of the identity I, mean, I don't know i'm not qualified to get into the specifics of it i guess but at least the i, I did notice when we saw Bo's early childhood like things it was like pink girly stuff uh very very mm-hmm. feminine coded yeah yes. which, which could have just and- been you know progressive parents uh having you know their their boy ha- yeah but uh, also like and i think that that supports the evidence of we're trying to show Bo being trans here. Um, I would really like w- general thing. I don't need to get into this too much. We're getting late in the podcast, but uh, biggest. No, it's criti- important though. Well, no, this overall broader point. It it goes beyond. A big thing that annoys me about Shira is that we have a lot of metaphors for things without saying them. In season one, this was abuse. We never said that word, but we said it all the time thematically with the show. Um, this season. It's Bo being trans. It's best friends meaning girlfriend. Um, I, I feel like the show all, does tons of metaphors without actually saying, you know, what they're trying to say. And I think it's because we view the show as a kid's show. It's also because of limitations of what we can do. But, um, you know, obviously I from like... The, the balance pretty well with like... Because like, again, like I feel like those two things, Scorpia and Bo would be much more frustrating if we didn't balance it out with two actual ships. Like, we have, like, canon gay parents. We have a canon gay lesbian couple. And, like, I will say, like, I honestly, I didn't mind, like, because Bo's language when he's having that kind of coming out monologue with Glimmer, I mean, I kind of appreciate the ambiguity because, like, to me, it feels a lot like like alone together in season one of Steven, whereas like Stevani can represent so many things. And I don't, I don't really see that as the show, like not sticking to like, Oh, Stevani's non-binary, like, or Stevani's trans, like Stevani is just Stevani. And it, it's vague enough that enough people can identify with it who normally don't get anything that I feel like that's actually more of a net positive. Cause the way Bo talks about, it, he's like, so I, I never, fit in with my family like that's a big thing and then he also says like i basically like had to fake who i was around them for them to accept me that's another huge thing and those are things pretty much anyone who's either not cis or not straight can identify with and i i i appreciate that that is kind of phrased the way it is because it does like i can identify with that i feel like a lot of people can so like i get what you mean dylan but i I do think because like some other things are definitely confirmed that having some more ambiguous stuff is actually i don't mind it as much for that reason like if more people can identify with it i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing in the grand scheme of it 
So valid uh, what you said. I think that that's totally valid. This is also something that annoys me about Steven Universe. So I would double down <laughs> on that point. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I think a lot of pe- more people would it would be much better in the overall grand moral scheme of things if we did Bo coming out as trans versus Bo I ambiguously coming out that a lot of people can kind of relate to. You know, I think it'd be being very meaningful to a specific subset of people, in my opinion, is much better than being a little tiny bit meaningful to a lot of people. Um, especially when we don't get that representation for the specific subset of people. Um, again, not that I do think they would, if they could make Botrans explicitly, I think they would do it. So I don't think it's even a decision, you know, I think like they're handling it this way because of circumstances. And so you, this is like the best, the best way you can do it. Um, but yeah, I do think some things they are purposefully being, uh, metaphorical about so like it it's like i think the abuse thing is is they could hit that harder but they view it a little bit as a children's show so they don't hit it as hard and i it's it's something that overall i don't like obviously the show's still great and the and i do agree with the point that uh having cannot having confirmed couples does help with this a lot so i I definitely do agree with that that it, it makes it palatable versus this is not you know this is nothing that i'm saying is like uh makes the show bad it's it's just uh it's a great show something that is annoying me a little bit but i also wonder if as we go on these things can be more explicit because that tends to happen with these animated shows is mm-hmm. towards the end of the run you can start to confirm stuff so maybe we're doing that with Catherine Adore eventually um or maybe even maybe even uh scorpia and catra at some point um if if we're hitting in on that soon um, something else I want to say, getting back to, to Catra, but Avatar point was, uh, probably, probably too, too late to say, it, but, uh, Catra visiting, uh, Shadow Weaver in jail reminded me a lot of Zuko visiting Iroh, um, mm-hmm. in, in Avatar oh. season three. But the difference is that Zuko has this like really healthy mentor figure in Iroh. And so this is <laughs> yeah. like a really good thing that sets him on a good path versus this is like a really toxic person to Catra. So it like further sets her down a bad path. Um, I think that's like a real interesting parallel. Because, uh, you know, Catra ultimately is the Zuko on, like, figure in, in yeah. the show. With, yeah. Also, when, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I think the thing with Zeke was like he, he had already kind of gone on his journey and, and he had a much better and stronger sense of self when he confronted his dad. Whereas Catra is still like in the middle of like not even understanding quite why she's still cares about what shadow weaver thinks and does still kind of depend on her in a weird way and she doesn't know why she was treated the way she was i think she needed this clarity to have the kind of to begin to go on that journey that zuko already had but she's in like a much earlier stage of that yeah i agree it's different different points in their character yeah like that's why i like really beat her down instead of it being like a very cleansing closure kind of experience yeah, it's really I mean, sad. Though. Interesting to compare the the two arcs. I think as as we go on, because we're expecting Catcher to be on some sort of redemption arc, like Zuko. Um, let's let's do quick hits through a bunch of things we we haven't gotten here as we start to wrap up. Um, we talked about Hordak having a bigger presence, but we learned some pretty crazy stuff about the show's mythology in episode three, which being that Hordak is an alien, and yeah. uh, there's also there's other planets, and we're gonna try to portal to another planet. So. Wow, portals! I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't, don't believe the portal, you. Sam. Yeah, bring in like Glados and like Wheatley and Shell and stuff, and let's just have a big game of Portal, you know. <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I think I think the show's mythology expansion like this would land harder if we had more information about the show's mythology. I think a lot of it's just very vague to us, so it's hard for this to be super impactful. But like Hordax and Alien, that's still pretty big. I feel like that, that, that lands. I don't. Um, I I would go as far as to say Hordak was like one of the first. Like he's either one of like the first ones or one of the like. Okay, so like here's a theory. Uh, you know the 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 um in the ghost episode. They were like, there was that one, the hologram that was waving, maybe the hologram's Hordak and the little one's his like child or something. And he's receiving the image. Like maybe Mara when she, cause, and again, I'm very like familiar with the mythology because I did host the podcast on it. So I'm like, okay, remember the, the, like Etheria didn't always used to be in this like weird bubble. It used to be part of like a galaxy of planets. So my thing is maybe Hordak like, literally was like came and then the whole Mara thing happened and he got trapped and he's just like what the hell I, I mean what the heck I need to like <laughs> I need to I need to like I need to get out I got people and now I'm stuck in this like realm and I need to portal myself out not to say that he's like doesn't have evil intentions he probably has evil intentions but I'm just saying like maybe he like he didn't he keeps talking about Ethereum being a backwards planet so I'm like He's stuck here and he doesn't want to be here. And he looks a thousand years old. He could be, he probably is very old and can, you know, wants to get back. And yeah. So, I mean, I, I, for me, the reveal that he was an alien wasn't that shocking because I was like already trying to theorize, like, okay, like maybe he's, he's been, he know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he looks uh, very different. He, we know the show had first ones before. I think, you know, I, I don't think, it, yeah, I think it fits in with our basic conception of of what's going on. But yeah, like, does Etheria know about other planets? Are there other planets? Like, what were the first ones? Like, yeah, like you said, were the first ones visiting all these other planets, and and he was part of that, and then he just gets stuck here when it blows up. A lot of Mara talk, by the way. That's another big thing. Um, are we all on board yeah. with Mara? Is uh, Mara was actually good, and uh, everyone is wrong about Mara? Yes, of course. Yeah, of course, that's absolutely. Yeah. Th- them just like be like, oh, when she went crazy, it's like, oh, well, that sounds pretty, you yeah. know, not the show, true. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like that's clearly what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought, yeah, I think what happened with Hordak there in episode three is interesting, and I think we're gonna get more of that um, probably. Uh, but we got uh, we haven't mentioned tons of arcs with other stuff, but. Uh, I don't know anything from we mentioned uh, Michelle mentioned Bo early on, but anything from Adora Glimmer and Trapta we mentioned in, <laughs> in Trapta is what she's doing with with Hordak. Um, oh yeah. my god, Hordak's little baby! I hated it. No, no, oh. ask Beatrice. So, like, according to your headcanon, did the ballerina girl from the hologram become his shoulder gremlin? Is that? Oh my god, I did not know that. I did not suggest shoulder that gremlin. at all. I hate that little baby. It's so creepy. That's going to be the new force captain. It's like a carrot, but like... (laughs) The little baby's going to be the force captain? Yeah, now that he just like zapped Catcher away, it's going to be that little baby. (laughs) He's pretty reliable. He rats on everyone. Yeah. We're passing you up again for this little baby. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate insult. Honestly, I would feel better if I was Kyle because like... I don't want that little baby near me. What about what about what about Rogelio? Is he going to be force captain? He's the lizard. We learned that. Good. Does he, he talk once at all though? So. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, or or Lonnie. Lonnie is Lonnie. probably the most qualified. Yeah. Um, Lonnie could totally handle it. 
Yeah. Lonnie's great. Uh, okay. So yeah, I, I'm, lo- I'm looking for a little more from, from Glimmer, although she's still fantastic. I don't know if she, I'm not seeing her arc yet, but you know, half the season. Um, yeah. and Adora, I think is doing a lot of stuff with light hope in the beginning that gets sidelined. So, uh, interested to see how that, uh, concludes as well. They fix that tower and, um, she are starts we gonna training. Talk, are we going to talk about Swift Wind? Light hope. We, they they oh, rented about oh, Someone no. rented about Swift Wind already. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. I guess. He's there. I mean, he's there. I just, Sam, he's a little obnoxious. I, I appreciated they actually gave Light Hope, like, a semblance of a personality this yeah, time. Yeah, she was funny. She liked it. Yeah, she had some good jokes. I don't trust her. She's still very she evil. Was, yeah. The pole. <laughs> Or what she says about Mara, but I appreciate that she has a personality now. It was pretty funny. What did she say? Uh, I can relate. Yeah. I too have buttons. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like that one. <laughs> what in reference? Do to want to smile? To no. Catra pushing Adora's buttons. Yeah, that's a good line. Uh, uh, Frosta is a big uh, player. Previously, not having much of a character. One eighty on her being kind of cold in Princess Prom. She's a. Uh, Kind of very hyper and loves glimmer and uh oh it's cute it's- they're they're great i love frost and glimmer uh sisters um yeah the, re- the, re- the rest of the alliance i think uh has, has some good stuff as well and mr um and uh, especially in the episode i love it she had her own likes music and i was just like Sira. Can you make yeah. that the thumbnail for the podcast? Yes, yeah, C-Rop. No, you can do that for the D&D one. Not for oh my the... god, I'm not hosting that one. Scorpia be the thumbnail for this podcast? I think I'm going with the, the, the trio, but <gasps> almost did Scorpia and Catra. Almost did. Yeah. Almost did them. Um, but yeah, the, 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 yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like the, the big the big number one topic is Scorpia and and uh catcher we, we talked about it we talked about it. um the fav- favorite episode uh, quickly around the horn from the season uh michelle wait wait, wait what wait what about shadow weaver though yeah oh, okay we can t- okay shadow weaver because and- i have i have so many feelings like it's too, it's too, too late I, to, to, to all the feelings but I'll, okay, I'll wrap it up really quick so we get her backstory it's very interesting obviously she came from being like on the good side to switching because she felt like she wasn't appreciated i find it very fascinating that she like from catch her being like a little kid she saw a lot of herself in her and i think that's like her leaving catch her again to go to adora it just speaks volumes about how she must also view herself right like she doesn't believe she's powerful enough for whatever she wants to do in the world she she constantly latches onto somebody who seems to have inherently more power than her and she will always choose them over somebody else because she did that with the boy she's doing the same thing with adora and for her to like not believe enough in her own ability when she's already so crazy powerful with this crazy black magic going on I think that's really interesting. It's very sad, but I I don't know. Like that that's kind of there's something there, you know. That's interesting. So that's what I want to say. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Did anyone else catch that the boy Micah, my king, king yeah. Micah. is Glimmer's yep. dad? Yeah. I wondered about that. Oh wow, he's powerful, yeah. man. The Glimmer's like super powerful then. I think she it's interesting that the show Glimmer. didn't really comment on that. It yeah, just, I, uh, I, 
I made the connection based on like the summary from Netflix, the little synopsis. It said Glimmer's dad and Micah. And I was like, what? Oh, Oh, well, that's spoiled. Come on, Netflix. They're supposed to make this connection (laughs) on our own. Uh, I did not. Yeah, I did barely remember the king's name from last season. But yeah, I I think that's that's nice to throw that in and we'll expand on that. But yeah, I think uh, Shadow Weaver in in the Light Spinner episode is fantastic. Um, And seeing all of her. Her backstory and that you're being like corrupted by dark magic and and stuff of Voltron parallels, I think for me. But um, this, yeah, I, th- I think like what what she's doing with the door, like uh, what she's doing moving forward. This this character really uh, took a took a good turn, I think, in terms of uh, depth and characterization. Maybe um, I'm naive, but I think like she does she does really like care about Adora. Like I think she does really see, see herself as like yeah. Adora's mom. Like and she and she didn't kidnap Adora. We did, I, you know, for a long time I thought it was that she was the one who found Adora and kidnapped her for the horde. But it's like no, mm-hmm. it's the horde was the one who found her, and then she was the one who was like was left to take care of her. And she was like, oh, oh, I care about you. Oh, you sweet tiny baby with big eyes, giant yeah. blue eyes, and she had very big baby blue eyes. Like I was like, oh my yeah, gosh, this baby has very big scary. eyes. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I like how like fat they drew her baby face though. Yeah, that was kind of nice. <laughs> Chubby baby you, Adora face. You, you would say that. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, the, I, th- I think interesting what Shadow Weaver says to Catra, even if it's for manipulation's sake. I think like I I related I to you. Still to be hard on you to put, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, because again, she says all that before she realizes that her pendant is hidden in the food. Yeah. So I think again, in her own twisted way, like. She does want the best for Catra at this point in time. I mean, she does wish that she could be better than Shadow Weaver was in her role. But at the same time, she doesn't believe that Catra's enough, has enough power for her to use. And so she goes with the other person, which again is like really, it's really sad and kind of messed up. But like, it's very interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. And I think that's something we'll hit on more with their, the, the twisted abusive mother dynamic kind of with them and and her and Katra and how Adora plays into that. Um, and that's just also just inherently related to Katra Dora, which is, you know, one of the main things the show's doing. So I think that's, we'll get into that even more. Um, so Michelle, would you make Light Spinner your favorite episode of the season? Okay, so, I mean, obvi- I, I'm gonna say Whiteout episode five, just because, like, it was very funny. It had a lot of, you know, good Scorpio stuff. I love seeing Drunk Adora. Like, there's just like a lot of good gags and like some very sweet like talks. And like everyone on both sides kind of banded together to fight the giant like worm monsters, except which is like kind of great. Like, I except for Catra, but everyone else banded together, which is like kind of great in its own way. So, like, that's like my personal favorite. I think objectively either six or seven but i also very much like episode three so i think any of those would be you know a top contender mm, what'd you like about episode three the horde just the horde acting and trap the stuff yes it was, it was okay okay we don't get back to that okay, such a pleasant surprise Question answered. really well stand out yeah, I love, I do love the B plot with the Hordak in that episode, but I did not like the A plot. I thought, it, I mean, I like the Glimmer and Adora clinging to each other, but I thought it was, it was a little boring. more random. It's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Beatrice, favorite episode? D and D. 
D&D, okay. D&D. I mean, it had everything. I mean, they got clever with the animation styles of flipping back and forth. We got to know these characters. We got to have, like, fun moments and interactions with these characters. We got to see, see like, we got, like, seeing Adora, like, obsessing over Ketra and seeing her, like, reveal her, like, anxieties. And that's all within, like, you know, and and that, like, even though it was, like, a very lighthearted episode, we did get some very big moments. We got them, like, all working together. I love when we get, like, team dynamics going. I don't like when they, like, split off. And, like, I, why, we have all these princesses now. Why are we still having these missions just with Bo, Glimmer, and and Adora? I'm like, I, I love the trio, and I love the best friend squad. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, come on, Remissa, Perfume Mother, great. Why are we leaving them? Um... So yeah, I think it, it had everything and it was perfect. And it, it had like self-references both to Shira of old. We had like, we like Perfuma's Catra is like ridiculous. <laughs> A little baby child. And it's just, it was ridiculous and amazing. And I just, it was great. And then of course, like Frost's Catra is just Catra in a suit with like some like aviators on. It's just, it, it was great. It was great. And. And um, and I think it was that was also the episode where we first get like the sense of like Scorpia's romantic feelings for Ketra, you know, where she's like because that's the episode yeah, where she yeah. says like the whole like soulmates thing. And I think that was the episode where we got Lonnie blushing at Scorpia. There was so much that happened, and it was mm-hmm. done so well and efficiently in this very clever way. And it was so true to the D and D experience because some people who play D and D are literally just gonna copy a character, which is what Mermissa did with Shira. She's like. I'm Sira, and it's like what, and it's so good, and I loved it. It was the it's the best episode of Sheera. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> oh, wow, hot take, better than promise. Okay, the D and D episode. I don't think they're oh. really. Pl- I don't think they're really playing D and D. I think like no, they're uh, not, they're, that's what it, it is, but they're yeah. not. Frosta was like, definitely playing D and D. That's what yeah, Noel like, referenced Fra- it as. She referenced yeah, like, it as Fra- Frosta and kind of missed it, but no, no. Like, I've seen we've seen a lot of D and D episodes recently. Voltron and Craig have also done D and D episodes. I haven't seen I think either of those. So those awesome. those like are they like actually played D and D in those episodes. I feel like this was like uh, more. Wa- uh, more like a sequence, fantasy sequence, fantasy sequence, which I'm not saying is inherently bad. It's just it was a different spin on it, which I think was interesting. Um, Sam, favorite episode? I'm going to be boring and say the, the episode five was called White Out, wasn't it? White Out, yeah. I yeah, like that White one. Out. I'm sorry. Like, I know that we yes. want to have like varied opinions, but like that's just what I liked. Um, yeah. What's what's there to say about it that we haven't already We've touched? We kind of covered it. Yeah. yeah, I don't like. I really thought it was funny and I thought it was heartwarming and yada 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 blah 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 uh you know drunk Adora was she she was like that drunk girl that like you see at like a bar and she's just like telling everybody that she loves them and that they're amazing and like it's great yeah I, th- I think five is the best episode white out um i think like <gasps> personal taste and yes yeah. i did not expect i thought for sure you were gonna say a light spinner was your favorite no, i think light spinner's second well yeah i think light spinner is like uh like a good like good overall yeah it, it's also really good some powerful storytelling uh, the end of the episode really killed. but no i just everything about white Oak also does seahawk my favorite so like uh, yes. it's all it's all there you know yes. <laughs> It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seven's also really good. Um, and I, I think one to four are each lacking in a different way, but are also still good episodes. I think one and two are good episodes. I think um, the. I think all of them are so good. Yeah. That's the they're all good. Like, they're all so good and tight. I, I love all of them, honestly. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a good batch of episodes. Um, I think it's not necessarily there's no there's no promise that I'm going to be putting on my top ten list at the end of the year. I don't think Whiteout's quite that good, but uh, it's still like really good regardless. And you know, we haven't you know the promise slot is not until the next season, right? So like the, that type of episode dramatically, I guess, is it's to come in the season structure. It's still got eight months. Eight yeah, months. Eight. Oh, for the end of the year. Yeah. You can't really be talking about t- top tens and stuff, but, um, shouldn't be that long until, uh, season three, though, of Shira, probably only a few Watch months, although we do, year. we do not have a date yet. Um, hopefully not. They are finishing up this production of the show. So that would, that would be a big delay. Um, but yeah, 52 episodes of the show. We'll get the next six probably as a batch as quote unquote season three. Maybe Netflix will be not terrible and label it season two, part two, but they probably won't. Um, but uh yeah Wait, I think oh, Dylan, say that again. They're they're finishing up production, but there's gonna be fifty-two episodes? What? Finishing up production is a strong word. They finished writing it and they're finishing up pre-production on the show. Yes, but they the last batch of episodes is being animated. They're very far ahead. Yeah. Oh, that, so that's you, like oh, Netflix wow. could drop okay. the next six tomorrow if they wanted to. Oh yeah, that's definitely done, the next six, yeah. Wow. And I don't think they're too far from finishing Uh-oh. season three either. The next thirteen, yeah. Um, why are yeah, they done over it though? I mean, the show is so lucrative. Like it's it's done so well. Why? I don't I I don't know why they stopped after fifty two. But it's like I don't know if we, it could it could have just been Noel saying this is how many episodes there are, or it could have just been saying yeah, like how would DreamWorks have determined this so far in yeah. advance? Because it's always been the case that there's only fifty two. So I am I don't really know. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just what? want to sell toys. I had no idea there. Like, how did you get the confirmation of fifty two even? She's Neil has been saying this in interviews. It's she's, oh, she said there's okay. fifty two. Yeah. For four thirteen seasons for fifty two. And and also you see the crew leaving on and the way we, the this is animation to hashtag and you see all the crews like I'm opening up for work soon, you know. You you can tell what what state yeah, yeah. but um yeah so it's it's you know we don't we're not gonna have a lot of this but so that's why I kind of I do I do I don't like hate the, the half season drops in terms of balance like spacing in terms of every few months but it's just awkward to like it's not a natural place you either if you release the season okay that's unit if you go week by week episode by episode that's meant to be watched episode like half a season i'm not meant to watch these seven and then the next six so like uh, that's the only bad part if it's good enough for fuller house it's good enough for she-ra no no, it is (laughs) netflix does do this for other live action shows yeah they do um, but they don't really label. They do part one, part two for live action shows. I would really like for them. I don't remember animation. what they did for Fuller House. I'm sorry, I don't. Remember. Last season of Kimmy Schmidt, they did part one, part two. So they I, did. I don't remember. I don't what, remember. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, okay. Final thought. Okay. Okay. Well, other thing. Crimson Waste. Uh. Serenia Constellation. That's a hanging plot thread for next. Next. Uh, wow. There's part. stars, man. I wonder if I they like, like, they're like, wow, there's no stars. There's stars in, in the past. Wow. I wonder yeah. if they have like zodiac signs and stuff, and they're gonna like find that out, and they're gonna be like, what's your zodiac sign, Glimmer? And then Glimmer will be like, oh, it's like this. What's your Glimmer zodiac sign, Adora? And then Adora will be like, oh, I'm like a, Being I don't know. Into the zodiac is a very gay thing. So. Yeah, so they should. <laughs> I think the there's show. something there. Yeah. All the characters. Yeah. Yeah, and then okay. Scorpio can be like a Scorpio. It'll be great. Um, she would. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't have too much of a hand in astrology. Yeah, I'm not saying she would <laughs> as in hear the traits of that, but uh, she just oh the, the pun. The pun they would do that. Okay. All right. Final we thoughts. We're astrology. done. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll get astrology experts into that'll be the off season podcast. What what's each uh, sign for each character? Yeah, we'll it should that. be. Okay, we'll do that. Taurus season. Um, Beatrice is hosting that, obviously. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I honestly no, am like, wait. Well, well, no, yeah, you're right. Scorpio would be a, Scorp- a Scorpio. Anyway, yeah. 
Okay. At first, the I Artie, thought Artie, the my, Artie well, spinning. Should be a cancer. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, shouldn't she be a cancer? Because I thought like crabs, so claws. But then I was like, wait, scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Know. Maybe like she's like okay. half and half somehow. Maybe like her moon no, that rising. Like Mermissa would, would either be an Aquarius, a Pisces, or a Cancer because those are the waters, right? So. Hmm. Okay. 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 <laughs> this <laughs> save it for the podcast. Save it for the off season podcast. We're doing it. it's confirmed now. But Michelle, final thoughts on the season. I I really liked season one, and I I was honestly like really frankly like blown away by how much i like this batch of episodes so i feel like the show the the show knows what it is now it's it's digging into the meat of itself it's fleshing out its characters and i this is like the best place to be in the show right now like it's gonna be so exciting from here on out and i i'm just like i'm I'm so glad they made it. I'm so glad they got the people they did involve. Because, like, you can see the difference it makes. Like, this show would be so different in the hands of other people. So, it's just a great thing. I want more shows like this. But I'm so glad we have Shira, you guys. So good. Nice. Sam, final thoughts here. It's great. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, it confused me a little bit because they all have the, that thing around their eyes, like the kind of darker splotch of skin. I thought that was a constant blush, but apparently it isn't. I thought it was a blush. It's not. It isn't because they blush over it. Yeah, characters blush. <laughs> blush over it. Oh no, <laughs> that's a little confusing. That's I can't watch the show anymore. It's that's over. No, I, I liked it. It's 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 a good show. I don't know what else to say. So. Yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, we covered it in the ninety minutes, but there you go. Uh, Beatrice, final thoughts. Um, I am excited for more. Uh, I think. Um, yeah, I'm excited, and I want to talk more about Hordak and Entrapta, but I'm not. Um, so- <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have time on the episode podcast. We'll have I- time there. I won't, but um, but yeah, uh, I okay. I'll take this moment to say to announce to everybody that I'm officially off the Catradora ship. I'm off. Well, I've jumped oh. off, and I'll are you just there. in the ocean now? I am swimming. Are you <laughs> in Where are you? The glittery perfection that's Glimmerdora, and I am enjoying uh-huh. Scorpia and Catra because our Scorpion Queen needs her wild cat, and um. Uh-huh. And yeah, and Entrapta is amazing and continues to be amazing. And Hordak has a mohawk. That's worth pointing out. Yeah, he does somehow. He has more <laughs> he has a mohawk. He's a he's a skeleton with Look. hair, guys. Skeleton with hair. <laughs> and that are my that's how I'm closing it out. You're welcome. Okay. Skeletons are sometimes Hashtag hair skeleton. Hashtag skeleton with tra- hair. Most yeah. important, yeah, sure. Most important thought last. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> as if you're, that's your last thought on Entrapped and Hordak. You're not going to spend the entire next few podcasts on on this. Oh, well, she I will. Totally it'll not. come back. No, it'll come back. I, I, I only save it. I don't know if I'm even on the podcast for that covers that episode. Am I? I, I don't even know. But, um, but they no, like I won't talk about it in like episodes. Yes, 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 you are. Okay. You're gonna talk about it. You're, you're on it. I'm not gonna talk about it in like episodes one and two because they're not really there on one and two. Yeah, no, and say so we'll 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 get into that in the three and four podcast. Okay. Absolutely.
Okay, that yeah, uh, g- g- good season. We'll break it down more in the episode discussions coming up. So make sure you're subscribed to not miss that on our YouTube where we post all our podcasts, or on our iTunes at overlandmade.com/slash/itunes, or our new Spotify uh, cross posting. Uh, you can see at overlandmade.com. Click the Spotify link. Um, can subscribe there. Everything will be posted there. We also have a Shira specific iTunes feed if you just want to subscribe to that to just get our Shira podcast. So find all that at overlyanimated.com. Um, come talk about Shira on our Discord at overlyanimated.com slash, uh, Discord. Um, also for the show, I can actually plug the Reddit. I mean, it's not affiliated with us, but I moderate it so I can, can guarantee that it's not going to be awful. Um, at our princesses of power. Um, that's actually pretty, pretty good Shira discussion going on there and our patreon uh check us out on support us via patreon patreon.com slash overlandmitted thanks to our current patrons especially our patrons of the podcast phonician aka fusion and thanks as always to our patron executive producers john ryan steve alex beatrice you and michael um we will be back to talk about the individual episodes we're going to be doing a pod on episodes one and two then in a pod in episodes three and four and then we'll go individual through the rest but also find star vs. force of evil discussions other shows at overlyanimated.com um fruits basket coverage regular again Tuca and birdie dropping on netflix next week so find all that at overlandmade.com oh, wow. yeah so soon a lot Who's of covering netflix that? we're figuring it out we don't we don't know Ooh, um, i'm gonna be yeah. on that i know i knew we know <laughs> yeah you're gonna that be that's spinoff to bojack horseman no N- not not a real spinoff oh, just a similar spin-off. art style oh, art style yeah. yeah yeah okay so on that bojack note thank you guys for listening we will see you next time bye bye Bye.